0: Hello everyone.
1: Beautiful day.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. We were very concerned that we were going to be um, in direct time conflict with the All Blacks playing in America, which thankfully we didn't, but we thought, oh well, no matter what, you can watch it anytime. So one of the benefits of Church Online.
1: Yeah, so nice to be with you all. Um, I'm not even going to say which week it is because I don't know a lot of weeks that we've been here, but... Just only had two birthdays to celebrate this week that we know of, but there may be heaps more. So if you've had a birthday and we miss you, happy birthday. Yeah. But two- and let
0: us know too, so we can have a, a more accurate, not that we're hoping for next year, but um, it'd be great to have an accurate sort of um, know when everyone's birthdays are. So if we have missed yours, please let us know. Um, we'll say it again next week, but, but just so we're aware of it as well.
1: Yeah, so the two that we do do know of this week was Blair McFarlane had his birthday, so happy birthday, Blair, happy birthday, Blair. and Joanna Womala. Happy birthday, you guys, and if you've celebrated an anniversary, hope you've got to, I don't know, do something nice, cook each other dinner, um, and we've got our dog in here, and he's All just right. totally...
0: <laughs> Poor Gus has been sick for the last three days, so I was kind of mentally <laughs> contemplating his demise and how f- heartbroken I'd be, but... He seems to have turned the corner, but we thought we'll look after him. So this might go terribly wrong. We'll yeah. see. We'll see how we go.
1: But yeah, we really hope you've enjoyed the last three weeks um, that we've been having our conversations with the different couples from the leadership team. We really love yeah. to them and hearing their hearts and what God's um, been laying on their hearts for us. And we just really want to ask you to continue to pray in this season. We really need God to... Um, to show us the next step, So we'd love you to be praying into
0: that. Great. That's me, is it? I'm sorry. I'm totally distracted by my poor dog. Do I need
1: to take him out? No,
0: there we go. He'll be fine. (laughs) He'll be all right. Look at that. Just when you (laughs) thought we were polished and and, and incredible. But hey, one of the things I wanted to say too is, um, and I know for me, it's been really difficult to sort of process through, but we are um, heading into the season of advent and if you know me you know i've it's just one of the really the highlights of my year i love ending the year in the tradition of leaning into to advent and in saying that i will it's confession time um those of you who are around a while but um this see that this is a couple of years a couple of years ago i think i think it was at least two um i gave out these bulbs And they were a a visual aid for our Advent series on um, leaning into hope or hope in the waiting, I think is what it was. Um, and so my confession comes up, that literally is the first time in two years, if not longer, that that, that thing has flowered. I have <laughs> forgotten about it. I've almost thrown it out. I've been embarrassed every year when people <laughs> put photos of their flower on. Um, so it's so very exciting. And who knows, maybe that's a sign of, of good things to come. But, um, but this year, we, I know for me... Um, took a lot of sort of um, mental energy and, and probably a little bit of grieving as well, just sort of thinking about, oh, well, this this will be an Advent season different than other and kind of just getting my head around probably the fact that most probably we won't be meeting um, together this in this Advent series. So, but and yet um, I had just an incredible sense of, wow, what an opportunity we have. To really lean into the message, the hope in the waiting, the hope in the not seeing, the the longing for something that we haven't got, um, and yet trusting that, that it will come. And it was that sense of like, maybe this Advent will be more more truthful, more honest than it's ever been before. You know, maybe maybe in this season of, of lockdowns and of traffic lights and levels and whatever they are, um we can lean into the message of Jesus is coming the hope mm-hmm. that is in Jesus without all of the nostalgia or the or the um you know kind of the frilliness of it or the the um prettiness of it and And just the rawness of what it is to wait for Jesus in the midst of so much uncertainty um, so we 've got some really special things to um, to be that we 're going to be putting out to you or giving to you um, for this advent series so whether or not we 're meeting at home or we 're meeting in smaller groups or we 're meeting in bubbles, there is going to be a wonderful way that we can celebrate Advent together. So look forward i um, sharing it with that with you um, coming up. So but today I really wanted to lean into a, a portion of scripture that you know Angela's going to read it in a second it's really really familiar but something that's just been sort of I've heard a couple of times in Lectio um, the the app that we've really promoted all the way through but but just something that we'd really love to a really familiar bit of scripture but I'd love to just pull out a few things for us this morning.
1: Yes, so I'm reading from Mark chapter 4 and verses 35 to 41 from the New Living Translation. So as evening came, Jesus said to his disciples, let's cross to the other side of the lake. So they took Jesus in the boat and started out, leaving the crowds behind, although other boats followed. But soon a fierce storm came up. High waves were breaking into the boat and it began to fill with water. Jesus was sleeping at the back of the boat with his head on a cushion. The disciples woke him up, shouting, "'Teacher, don't you care that we're going to drown?' When Jesus woke up, he rebuked the wind and said to the waves, "'Silence, be still.' Suddenly the wind stopped and there was a great calm. Then he asked, "'Why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith?' The disciples were absolutely terrified. Who is this man? They asked each other. Even the wind and waves obey him
0: so i 'm sure for many of us we 've heard heard this story, read this story um, multiple times and so so there's um yeah, just just wanted to um, pull out a couple of things that I really think are quite applicable. For me personally, it kind of reminds me of, um, we had a very short, um, very, very very short um, foray into boat ownership Um, and most, it was probably a year um, in which time we went out three times, I think it was, um, (laughs) in that year, mostly because of my um, fear of the ocean, to be honest, which one would consider wonder, I I didn't think about that before I bought the boat. but yeah, I, I remember multiple times. I like, I used to dread Saturdays when, when the kids would be like, oh, let's go out on, can we go out on the boat? And I used to eagle-eye scan the sea at the time and look at the websites. And honestly, if I saw the tiniest ripple of white, it was like, no, it's too dangerous. You know, the sea's too rough. We can't go out. Um, and maybe I had a lot of this story in mind, but but actually, this story is so much more than than Jesus, or, or the, so much more than rescue from danger, so much more from than than sort of like um, than what what's going on. There are so many echoes that certainly we might miss, but but. Certainly, those early first century heroes would have had would have picked up on in this story. There are echoes of like Jonah, the story of Jonah, who you know in in many ways very different, but was fleeing god 's um, god 's call or god 's command for his life, and yet Jesus and the disciples were in the very middle of what god 's call and command for their life but but nonetheless there there was the story of Jonah we go back even further there's the there 's the um, Israelites being freed from from slavery and coming to the um, coming to the sea and God making a way, parting the waters. Um, the Psalms are filled with examples of Jesus, or excuse me, of of God speaking to the wind and the waves, speaking to the. The roughness or the chaos and bringing order, bringing peace, Um, and those are all things um, that that would have been echoes that that those first century hearers and those hearers of Mark um, would have would have picked up on. And yet, there's so much more than that. This story um, is is so much more than those echoes. This story, Jesus is standing up and he's speaking to the storm. He is. Um, his rescue of his of his disciples, it was very much a real witness to the things that he had just been saying about in parables. You know, if you just go back a little bit, um, we'll see Jesus was telling the people about the kingdom of God. He was talking about um, those things. And this example was a real-life, concrete not even picture it was like. If you want to know, this is what I've been talking about in parables to his disciples. He was saying that, um, and the things like the sower, like like saying the kingdom of God is like a person who goes out and and scatters seed. And remember that oh, and when we are in our parable series, how how the seed gets. You're going to move the baby. Yep, <laughs> yeah. thank you. Um, so how the seed gets moved around and. And gets put out and about, and and some of it falls, and some happens here, and some creates a great harvest and all of that and then and then there 's the the parable of the lampstand where Jesus is saying, like, "Who lights a lamp and puts it under a bushel no it 's designed to be seen by many it 's designed to be put on on a stand and and for for people to see it there 's the parable of the of the um, of the growing seed and and also of the mustard seed, you know that tiny little seed seed, of, but but in that tininess in that insignificance in that smallness, the kingdom of God is like that because it, even in the smallness there's ability to grow and to just go way beyond what we ever thought or imagined and and this story, this story of of the disciples, the storm, and the boat is a demonstration of of Jesus of God's sovereign power, of God, God's kingdom breaking in into the world. Um, and, and this is what it looks like. And, and so God's kingdom, what, another way of saying it is God, that God's kingdom is at hand. It, it is coming. It's breaking in. Um, and, and for us now, like it's that whole sense of that whole vineyard theology that God's kingdom has come and it's coming again just like Angela's about to explain that. There she is. (laughs) Um, You know, like that, that it's coming again. And, and, and it isn't like people thought it would be. Man, I think that's such a powerful message for us even today, that God's kingdom breaking in still, it still happens in ways that we don't we don't see, or, or like that, we take us off guard, or, or unexpected ways of God's kingdom breaking in. You know, even more than that, this, there's this idea that um, more than the echoes of of the kingdom, or more than the ancient echoes, but or even the echoes of the of the parables and all that, there is there is this sense that that Jesus lying. On, on the boat that that or lying with his head on the boat and, and asleep on, it's a, on a cushion, sorry, um, is that sense that that man jesus it 's a picture or a foretelling of Jesus on the cross, Jesus lying there, or Jesus lying in a tomb and and we 're in this season of like, oh my goodness, so w- what happens next um, that god 's kingdom is at hand that, that the storm itself like you know, from a practical point of view, like the disciples being in, in this boat, like many of them were fishermen, or at least some of them were fishermen. But certainly like when the storm picked up, there would have been, that happens a lot. Even today, that area, that geographical area um, that, that where the story takes place in, these sorts of storms happen very often. They come up out of nowhere, and then they normally go as quickly as they come. And it wouldn't have been for many of the disciples in the boat. It wouldn't have been their first storm. You know, like, like they would have been out there. They would have experienced it. And because of that, there would have been a sense of like, like an internal narrative, like how we process the storms of life, like the storm we're in right now my internal narrative is this won't last forever it'll it'll be blowing and you kind of look around and you think okay well the wind directions changing a little bit and it'll come down not from a sea point of view more i think about it from my garden's point of view um but but you know there would have all, that that would have been going on in in each of the disciples' heads they would have um and yet and yet there's something about this storm that was it was more it it was stronger than the strongest storm they had been in. It lasted longer than the than the longest storm they had been in previous and so so the disciples I can so relate, especially in this season of with with those disciples that they were scared that they were angry that they were confused, they were panicked um, they were tired of fighting this storm that that was stronger than the than the any other previous storm they've been in that lasted longer they were so tired of like holding on and trying to fight something that seemed so much bigger than themselves and and they were really afraid for their life and oh my goodness, you can hear the prayer. You can hear all of it. Like the Bible makes it very clear, this is probably one of the the strongest rebukes or, or kind of like encounters, raw. I guess you'd say the rawest encounter of Jesus' disciples toward Jesus when they when they say this. Don't you care that we're going to drown? Like Jesus, don't you care? Where are you? What are you doing? Like, man. I've prayed that prayer so often in this, especially in this, this recent season of like, Jesus, where are you? Um, You know, what, what are you doing? And, and I, I find it so, I used to always imagine Jesus at that point when, when they finally in, in, in like just like last ditch efforts, we've got to wake Jesus up. Why, why isn't he doing what we think he should be doing? I've always imagined what I had in the past. Imagine Jesus when when they woke him and he stands up and and Jesus is about to say, "Take their question," you know, Jesus, why don't you care? And he's about to turn as Turns the questions back on to the disciples and asks them two very, very poignant, very powerful questions, which is what we're going to look at. But I used to imagine Jesus being super annoyed um, that they woke him up, and and to be honest, I'd love you to imagine what what did Jesus look like um, in your own head? What how did he how did he wake up from that storm, and and how what was the tone of his voice? When he answered these questions to me when i felt like he was annoyed that that's that actually was a lot more to do with my own view of who god is and what jesus is like um, but but really i, I just wanted to um, really just share a couple of these things that um so jesus stood up and he and he said this i guess prayer or command or whatever he said um be still be silent. He spoke to the wind and the waves. I don't think he really even had addressed the disciples yet, but he spoke to the wind and the waves. Be still, be quiet. And then he asked the first of two very, very powerful questions that I'd love for us to consider today. The first of being, why are you afraid?
1: Yeah, so um, I'm just, I just said to and I'll pick it up here, kind of nervously but I'll do it anyway but um, as I shared at church at the beginning of August for me this year has been a year of incredible um, feelings of being afraid and it's manifested mostly in um, constantly thinking I'm going to die and it's very real it has felt very real and can attest to that I did laugh the other day I saw an ad on the tv that um, about if you're having a heart attack, don't have a shower. Well, that's what Lynn always told me to do. Just go and have a shower. <laughs> anyway, um, back to Which the Which you never book.
0: were actually having a heart attack, so that was great <laughs> yeah. advice by me.
1: But yeah, just this real overwhelming, um, God, I'm afraid. I'm so afraid. And, you know, it's all linked to my hideous menopause journey that's still ongoing. But And I would love to say that I'm now not like that at all and I'm all good and well and... And I am so, so, so much better than I was, but it is, it still is a battle for me. And one of our last, I think it was even our last Sunday that we gathered before this lockdown, I was, after church, I was talking to Nanette in the, um, in the hallway outside the kitchen and she said, how are you going? And I said, yeah, I said, I'm, you know, a lot better, not great, but a lot better than I was. And I said, it's just this constant, overwhelming, um, feeling of I'm going to die and she said something to me that I want to share with you guys because it has literally changed my life that's what I love about us gathering together because we can do this for each other but she said to me have you ever thought about just saying so what to those feelings when they come up in you so what and I took that and I went home and it just totally went very deep within me because so what is like has changed my life because I know that I know that I know that my future is in God's hands so so what if I am dying so what sorry love but you'll be on your own but um, but it's just taken away the fear it's taken away that feeling of being afraid it's like so what Jesus you have you have numbered my days and in you I can trust so so what if I am and it just has deflated it completely for me and I an example of it, was um i think just before we went into lockdown and i was in so much turmoil about this jolly vaccination and i and i didn't know what to do i had pressure coming on me um not so much to have it but more not to have it and i was just in a real i do not i was just in a state over it. i just felt turmoil that's the word i wasn't afraid but I, it was like turmoil And one morning, I was by myself in the bedroom and I was just like, God, I'm sick of this in my head. It's like in my head, I'm sick of it. Um, And so I just said, God, what do I do? I, you know, I don't know what to do. And I, for me, I got the most reassuring sense from God of like, it's okay. Just make your choice and so what? So I made my choice. I phoned the doctor. I booked my vaccine. They said, you can't come. September something, then they phoned me back that same day and said, you can come today. And for me, the peace that came after that was, was incredible. The peace came with the decision, to be honest. But it's just being in that place of mm-hmm. um, not being controlled by fear. Because if we truly know who God is and that he holds our life, that he holds my future, that he holds your future, then so what to the wind and the storms? Like so what he
0: has us wonderful, and and really, that isn't a rhetorical question you know why why are you afraid it, it wasn't then, and it isn't now, and it's one that I'd love you to take some time outside of you know what else are you going to do today? look at it, <laughs> um, but really consider you know consider and explore with Jesus um, your fears, those things that the things that, that Imagine like being in that boat and not literally, but, but the things that are like buffering you, the mm-hmm. things that are, are just, you know, just again and again and again, the, the, those fears. And, and you know, I've, I've said it for many, many times up the front and different times that, you know, like fear from, from my own journey has been just um, over time has been just such a terrible master. Fear is an incredible master, you know, horrible master to serve. Um, and it really, if if fear is, is our unseen or underlying motivation. Oh my goodness, things! Please take it from me, pers- personal experience. Things go down r- downhill really quickly, um, and and things get really ugly. You know, like fear is just an awful, awful thing to serve. And and then, really, secondly. Um, the questions that the, the two questions that Jesus asked us, they're so interconnected and so worthwhile for us to consider today. Um, and that is this, that um, <clears throat> do you still have, do you still have no faith? And again, I used to always think of that as Jesus is like, oh my gosh, are you so stupid? Like, like, have you know, and maybe he was, I don't know. But I don't think he was. And I don't think he was that wasn't like a theological question. You know, like, don't you know, like, haven't you read the Bible? Don't you know it enough? Haven't you been good enough? Or you have having your you know, that sort of thing. Um, haven't you been listening to the parables? And maybe part of it was, but I think so much more than that, of like, do you not have faith? Is I think Jesus was talking relationally. Like, don't you know who I am? Mm-hmm. Like, haven't you got it yet? like haven't you haven't you worked out or haven't haven't you experienced enough or seen enough or or um been around me enough to know who i am like relationally haven't you worked that out yet and and i there, i don't think there is an ounce of condemnation in jesus voice not a not a mill of it um it's it's another it's an invitation to know jesus more i think that is probably the biggest opportunity that we have in our own storm, in our own season of of COVID and of lockdown and of, of everything that's going on, is that this is an opportunity an on-ramp for each of us to answer that question, to do explore a bit more, to get to know Jesus more. Like that's the incredible thing about a storm is when, when everything is going well and you say, oh, who is Jesus? Um, there's lots of stuff that we can come at from our from our head and from, from the things that we've read or whatever. Not that there's anything wrong with reading and all that. Of course there is but there's something about a storm there's something when the pressure comes on that the way we respond the way that we lean into Jesus or or the things that we try to do before we actually get to the place of waking up Jesus help you know like that speaks to who who is Jesus you know who do i know him to be and and please don't hear any condemnation in me today because there isn't any of it, is we have an incredible opportunity in this season to know Jesus more, to lean into Jesus more. The, you know, like, and, and that's worth it. The storm is worth it if, if that's what it means for us, mm-hmm. is that we can know him more. We can know him more clearly. You know, all of those disciples went on to, in all of their failings and all of their shortcomings and all of their successes, each and every one of them gave their life for this kingdom. They didn't give their life, and it wasn't in ways like battling to overthrow governments or in rebellions, like militant rebellions. It was, it was giving their life, they surrendered their life because they knew who Jesus was and they knew what his kingdom was about. I'd love for us to consider that question, you know, those two questions today and, and then the week ahead and in the midst of our storm mm. is, is what are we afraid of and who is Jesus?
1: It's not me. I know. But I'm just oh, was giving some. Right? No, there's just oh, a pause. Sorry, I no, that's <laughs> all right. No, 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 you
0: didn't, you didn't at all. Um, yeah. So, I think I'm just going to end with, with praying for us today. I'd I just love, love you to re- think about those questions is, is you know, like, what, what am I afraid of? You know, how, how am I exhausted by trying to hold on or kind of trying to make a way or, or sort of work out my narrative in the middle of this storm? You know, because it's gone on longer than probably any of us have thought. Um, how have I just been exhausted by by fighting fights that i 'm not actually called to fight by focusing on wind and waves when the wind and waves are actually in the hands of God and what i 'm called to do is is focus on jesus what does what does that look like? What does it look like to to bring your fears before jesus even even if you feel like you've got to wake him up to tell him, and then what does it look like to to know him to know him in the midst of it i I feel really to be honest'm I feel excited at this minute, other times I feel really sad and you know like That's dejected true. and all that but but like oh my goodness, how incredible could the church be, Maharangi Vineyard, but but the church around the world, having weathered this storm, having gone through this storm and, and know Jesus in a way. I love the sense of humor of Scripture where it's like then the disciples they thought they were afraid in the midst of the wind and the waves. Now they're petrified. I think scripture says terrified of who is this guy? That even the wind and the waves listen to him. Like, what that is, is it's not fear of wind and rays. It's the fear of the Lord. And what the fear of the Lord is, is, isn't like, oh God, I'm scared of you, you're really mean. It's like, nothing matters in the face of God. Like, you think, yeah, this is a really bad season, but that's nothing in the presence of God. Mm -hmm. Like, who is this man? Everything bows at the name of Jesus. Everything comes under his... When God's kingdom comes... Everything is put to right. Everything. God, we thank you so much for who you are. We thank you, God, that you are incredible. That your kingdom is coming. That it will continue to come. And that all will be put to right. We pray that you would reveal yourself to us. that, That in our fears, we would know you to be near to us. In, and and we would know you more, Jesus, that we would know just how powerful you are, just how good you are, just how far your love extends. And God, I pray for for the disciples of you today who are exhausted, who are frustrated, who are angry, who are panicked, who are you know, just clinging on to survival. Um, God, I just ask that, like the disciples in that boat, God, we would come to you. We would, we would bring all of those things into your presence and that, Jesus, you would reveal yourself to them as you did in this story. Amen. So have a Amen. great week. Um, look forward to to seeing you again next week here, Um, but also just really um, would love to again extend the invitation. If you're struggling, know that you are not in this storm alone, that there are other disciples who are (laughs) hanging on just for like like you are. Um, And we'd love to pray with you. We'd love to stand with you. We'd love to um, let you know that you are not alone. Mm. Um, So have a wonderful week. I'm looking forward to getting out in the garden at one point, some point today. I can look I can out and out see the wind and the, ra- the, wind and the waves. Um, yeah. Who knows what the week will have. But yeah, look forward to, um, yeah, just gathering together at some point in some way again. I'm rambling, yeah. so. Lots of love. Thanks, guys. See, see ya. ya.
1: Bye.